name of Jesus is lifted high, lifted high, lifted high. The name of Jesus is lifted high in this place. Your sons and daughters will be saved, will be saved, will be saved. Your sons and daughters shall be saved in this place. Your sons and daughters shall be saved, shall be saved, shall be saved. Your sons and daughters shall be saved in this place. Miracles happen in this place, in this place, in this place. Miracles happen in this place, in this place. Everybody. Miracles happen in this place, in this place, in this place. Miracles happen in this place, in this place. Healing takes place in this place, in this place, in this place. Healing takes place in this place, in this place. Healing takes place in this place, in this place, in this place. Healing takes place in this place, in this place. We worship the King in this place, in this place, in this place. We worship the King in this place, in this place. We worship the King in this place, in this place, in this place. We worship the King in this place, 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 in this place. Amen. Glory. You are here. Yes. Moving in our midst. And I worship you. Amen. Hallelujah. I worship you. You are here. Turning lives around. And I worship you. I worship you. You are here. Working miracles, and we worship you. I worship you. We call you Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. Our God, that is who you are. 
We we call you waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Our God, that is who you are. You are here working miracles, and I worship you. I worship you. You are here turning lives around. And I worship you. I worship you. You are here mending broken hearts. And I worship you, I worship you, you are here, turning lives around, and I worship you, I worship you. We call him Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Our God, that is who you are. We call you Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Our God, that is who you are. One more time, he's a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, our God, that is who you are. Hallelujah. Amen, promise keeper. So we just honor God in this house and forgive us for these delays and these interruptions. So right now in the name of Jesus, we bind every attack and every assignment that the enemy want to send out against this service going live on today in Jesus name. Not only our service, but every service all over the world where the word of God needs to go out on today. We bind the hands of the enemy and we plead the blood of Jesus over these services in Jesus' name. And we command equipment, we command servers to work right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you for doing a good work, God. We thank you that your word shall go forth in demonstration. It shall go forth in power, God, on today because you reign, you rule, God. 
You are high and you are lifted up on today. God, I come against every demonic force today. In the name of Jesus, I come against the spirit of witchcraft. Everything that was spoken out, even against the services on today, I break that power. Right now in Jesus' name. And right now in the name of Jesus, I lose total healing. I lose total wholeness to everyone that has come in contact with this virus. We break the power of this virus over their lives right now in Jesus' name. God, we thank you that we are the healed of the Lord. Not going to be healed, but I command healing right now in the midst of us in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for my helper and my teacher on today, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need your help on today. Comfort us, teach us, be our God on the inside. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. How many know that no weapon formed against us on today shall prosper? Amen. Amen. Those that are listening out there on Facebook, we want you to know we don't have rights to this song, but we're going to play this song um, today to remind you no weapon formed against us today shall prosper. Amen.
First of all, say, during this crisis, we as Christians need to stick together. We need to come together in unity. And I come against right now division and I lose unity in the body of Christ, not only in the body of Christ of Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, but in the body of Christ nationwide. It is time to decree and declare the same thing. It is time to decree and declare life unto whatever is going on in this world because God has given us that life and he has given it to us more abundantly. So everywhere we go, we need to speak life instead of speaking death. He put on my heart last night, the title is Peace Within the Storm. Peace Within the Storm. And I'm just going to say, break it down a little bit more, peace in the midst of the storm. I'll be coming out of John 14, verse 27. St. John 14, verse 27. It reads, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let me read that again. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world give, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is Jesus talking to his followers during the time that he was going to be with the Father. And Jesus was encouraging those followers because he knew that he was going to be with the Father but he was leaving something with them. He was leaving peace. And this peace that he was giving them was not the world's peace. This kind of peace is a peace that's a tranquil state of salvation, assurance of salvation. This is what he's talking about. So I want to talk, first of all, dealing with this crisis that's going on, all of us need to have a t- tranquil state of a soul of peace. Let me break that down for tranquil. That means being a peaceful state, being a restful state, being a calm and quiet and still state. This is the kind of peace that Jesus is talking about. And the only way you can have this peace is through Jesus. You can't get it through no one else. This is why he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. So what Jesus was leaving unto them is the assurance of their, of their salvation. If you are born again and you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this peace that Jesus gives unto us, that he give unto the saints, that he give unto the set-apart ones, is a peace that even in the midst of a crisis, we can be in a restful state, we can be in a calm and quiet and still state. This is why when you see people running all over the place and you see other people not running all over the place or trying to get sanitizer or trying to take toilet tissue or trying to knock someone down, it's because you can be assured that they are saints because they have peace, they have a restfulness, they have a calmness within them that know that he is with them. 
And this is what Jesus was leaving with those disciples. And I want to start off today to let you know the kind of peace that Jesus left again. It was a calmness. It was a rest. It was in a place of, even in the midst of trouble, they had a stillness. They had a quietness. And I want to ask you today, do you have that quietness? Do you have that stillness? Do you have that calmness? If you do not have that, then you need to invite Jesus to come into your life. Because this is the only way that you can have this type of peace. Now, he said that the world cannot give you this type of peace that I can give you. Why did Jesus say that? Because in times of crisis, the world feel like that they have to have, um, how can I say it? Um, a state of, you know, if everything is calm, they feel like it's peace. That's not what I'm talking about. The world wait for everything to calm down, just like the world is waiting for this crisis to calm down to be at peace. The kind of peace we have as saints, as set-apart ones, as born-again believers, as Christians, is in the midst of the um, crisis, we're peaceful, we're quiet, we're calm. But the world in the midst of the crisis, they're going through a lot of changes because they don't have Jesus as a part of their lives. When you have him dwelling on the inside of you, which he is the word, you're going to have a peace. You're going to have a calmness. No matter what people say, you're going to stay calm in the situation. The world is not staying calm because the world is waiting on the president. The world is waiting on the government. The world is waiting on the doctors. The world is waiting on the nurses to say it's over with. But we as Christians in the midst of the crisis, we should be still and know that he's God. We should have that rest and we should have that quietness because we're in him and he's in us. Christ is in us, the hope of glory. And when he's dwelling in you, even in the midst of a storm, you're going to stay calm. And sometimes we as Christians have to pinch ourselves and say, am I really alive today? With everything that's going on with me, I have such peace. I have such quietness. I have such still, you know, I'm still and I'm restful. That's when you know that you're in him and he's in you. So Jesus was giving them this reassurance. He said, I'm not going to leave you without giving you this peace. But before all of this, Jesus was talking to his followers. And not only did he leave his peace, he left the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit here with you because you're not going to be comfortless. You're not going to be left alone. I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit to remind you of my word, to testify of me. So we have the Holy Spirit. And by the Holy Spirit being in you, he will remind you of the peace that was already left with you. And he reminded me of another verse, and it's in John 16, 33. Jesus said this unto them. He said, these things I have spoken unto you. So right there is telling us that being born again, being set aside, being a Christian, we have to spend time in the word of God so the word can speak unto us. See, Jesus was with those disciples that at that time, and he stayed with them for three or three and a half years. And when he stayed with them, he was teaching them because they were followers of Jesus Christ. So he said, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. There go that peace again. Jesus said, in me you're going to have that peace. If you are not in him, you're not going to have this quietness. You're not going to have this restfulness. You're not going to have this calmness. You're not going to have 
what you need because you're not in him. He say, in me, you're going to have this peace. So you have to be in him to have this peace. When there's no toilet tissue, when there's no sanitizer, when somebody got the last pack of pork chop or the last pack of chicken and you walk up and everything is empty, you can be at peace. You can be at rest because he's in you. But when you don't know that he's there in you, when you really don't have that assurance of your salvation, we as saints are going to do just like the world. Remember, we're in the world, but we're not of the world, so we don't do what the world does. I'm going to have to go back to this verse. It said, these things I have spoken unto you. The word was speaking unto them. The word is speaking unto you right right now to let you know that in him, that's the only way you're going to have peace. I'm talking to everybody out there who's who's listening to CNN, who's listening to, you know, all the news, who's pulling stuff up, trying to find answers. He is the answer. He said, when you call on me, I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. So he is our answer. You cannot get answers from the world because the world is trying to find answers. And the answer is Jesus. The only way we can have peace is in him, not looking to man. What am I saying? We want to use wisdom. And like I have been saying, you want to wash your hands. And I pray that you were washing your hands before this crisis. Because if you were not, you were not going to go back to the same state of not washing your hands. You're going to go back to the same state of not using sanitizer because it's not bothering you. Anything that does not bother you, you can get over. So this is what I'm saying today. You have to be in him to have this peace. And if you're not in him, we want to make sure today before I end this broadcast that you are in him. Because I'm telling you, President Trump is doing all he can do. We need to be lifting up President Trump. We need to be lifting up our government officials. We need to be lifting up the the doctors, the nurses, everybody who's working in this crisis. We need to be lifting them up because the world, part of the world is not going to accept him, not going to accept Jesus. So they need help from somewhere. But God has the help that we need, and it's in Jesus Christ. And I'm going to read this verse out of Amplified in John 16, 33, out of the expanded. I told you these things so you can have peace in me. Remember, he said the peace is in who? It's in him. It's not in the world. It is in him. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. That trouble is oppression. That trouble is affliction. So understand this. Go back to St. John 14, 27. He said, my peace, his peace he given unto us. He's leaving us peace, but that peace is coming from him. He said, not as the world give unto you. Remember the peace of the world, they want calmness. And then they feel like they're at peace when everything is calm. So when all of this is over, people uh, take a deep breath and then they'll say, I'm at peace. But we as Christians, being that we know that we're in him, the Bible tells us in this world, you will have trouble. You will have oppression. You will have affliction. You will have persecution and suffering. So saints, I have to talk to you today because we think that just because we're saved, we don't supposed to go through these things. This is why he has given you the Holy Spirit. This is why he has given you the gifts of the Spirit. Because he knows you're going to have these things in this world. I'm going to read it again. He say, in this world. 
You, he was talking to the disciples. I'm talking to the followers of Jesus Christ. You will have oppression. Who told you it wouldn't come? It will come, but you don't have to accept it. Affliction will come. Persecution will come. Suffering will come. But you don't have to fall prey to it. But it's going to come because you are in the world. But this is what he said. He gave us this insurance. He said, but. Can we say but? But. He said, but. Be brave, take courage, heart. I have defeated, I have overcome the world. He said he has victory over the world. Jesus have conquered all of these things. So let's think for a minute. God, I thank you for illumination that's coming on while people are watching this broadcast. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. You will have oppression. Saints, you are in the world, but you're not of the world. So he said, when you are in the world, you're going to have these things, but you're going to be at peace. Why? Because I'm in you and you're in me. So you're going to have a quietness. You're going to have a rest. You're not going to do what the world is doing because I have given you my peace. And the key is, he said, because I have overcome. All of these things. I have defeated all of these things. See, when Jesus came to the earth, what did he do? He um, left the throne. He come down here and took on the flesh of man. He dwelled among us. He knew everything that was going to happen in the world. But Jesus did not subject himself to the world. So that's what we don't do. When the world is running around, when the world is having a fit... We should be at a calmness. We should be at a peace because we know who we are now that we're in Christ. And if you do not have that peace and you're born again, that is because you don't know who you are. That is because you don't know what the word, the word of God is saying to you. I have to go right back to St. John 14, 27, y'all, because it's getting good. And St. John 14, 27, I'm going to go back there again. He's saying this, and I'm going to read it out the Amplified. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. He's talking to his disciples. He said, don't get agitated. Come on, saints. Some of us has been agitated. We've been disturbed. We have allowed ourselves to be fearful. We have allowed ourselves to be intimidated by what the news is saying. We have allowed ourselves to start thinking about what we're going to do if they shut down. What we're going to do if we be be in lockdown. I'm here to tell you, God is going to show his glory through all of this. God is going to let people know you need to be dependent on me. And not man. Because who is man that we should be mindful of them? They're trying to do their jobs, but we need to be doing what we're supposed to do as the body of Christ. So this peace that we need, it comes from him. You cannot get it from CNN. Because the more you stay up trying to see if they got everything under control, then you're restless. You ain't getting no sleep. You're not calm, but a, a saint can sleep. Because they can sleep in him. Because he said that he want his beloved to have sweet sleep. So saints, if you're not sleeping in the midst of this, then you're doing what the world is doing. And we have to do what the word of God tell us to do. And I'm, when I go back to St. John 14, 27, remember I said you have to be in him. 
This is the only way you're going to have this peace. And I'm talking to everybody that's, that's not in him. And I'm even talking about the ones that think they're in him. Because some of us can say that we're in him, but when Christ has come, we turn away from him. And we try to go on what man wants instead of what the word of God is saying. In Romans 5, 1, it says, therefore, since we have been made right with God. So to be in him, you have to be made right with God. You have to be declared righteous, justified. And how are we declared righteous and justified? It is through Jesus Christ. There's no other way that we can come to the Father except through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by me, except through me. Jesus is the door. And the only way that we can get to the Father is through Jesus Christ. So he's saying today, if you want that peace, if you want that rest, if you want to be in a calmness, even in the midst of this crisis, he said, you have to be in me and you will have my peace. And that peace that he give you is a calmness and it is a rest. And the Holy Spirit have me to stay right there. Understand what a rest is. I don't know if you ever had that rest before when it seemed like all the bills were piling up, but you were calm. You were restful. You were in a peaceful state. You weren't worried about those bills. Why? Because you were in him and that peace that's in you began to come up out of you and there's a stillness. And that's what he wants from the body of Christ right now. He wants a stillness. He wants a calmness. He wants you to be restful because you have to know that he's with you. He told his disciples, he said that I will never leave you. He said, I will be with you even until the end. So that means he's going to be with them until the end. He's with us right now. If you are born again, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he's dwelling in you. So everywhere you go, you're going to bring some peace. You're going to bring some quietness. You're going to bring some stillness. You're not going to be doing what the world is doing in the midst of this crisis. You're going to be speaking life and you're going to be speaking it more abundantly. You're going to bring so much calmness and peace. God is going to send you to people to speak into their lives and let them know this is not the end. He's going to let them know, come to me. He said, I'm knocking at the doors of your heart. I want to come sup with you. So it's time for us as Christians to go out there and introduce them to Jesus, the one that can give them this peace. And I like the verse of scripture that says in Isaiah 26, 3. I think all of us are familiar with that. Thou will keep him. That's me and you. And perfect peace, that means complete peace, that means shalom. That means when he said, I will keep you in perfect peace, that's a wholeness. That's in every area of your life. That's safety. That's um, dealing with your health. That's dealing with your prosperity. I'm telling you this peace that Jesus gives us, it takes care of us all the way around. It takes care of every need that you have. Not only are you going to be in a calmness and a quietness, the reason why is because you have perfect peace on the inside of you. Even though the jobs may shut down, you have perfect peace on the inside of you because you have a God that say, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus, according to him and not according to us. So we have a completeness, a soundness, a wholeness. We have health. We have security. We have safety in him because he's keeping us in that perfect peace. But there's a key to this. He said, I will keep you in perfect peace. But the key is who mine is stayed on me. 
Your mind has to be focused on him. Your mind, your purpose, everything has to be focused on him. When we look at your mind, it's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So does he become. So the thing that you're thinking on the most is what you're becoming. Now, you can be saved. You can be saved for 20, 30 years. But if your mind is on this crisis more than it's on the word of God, then as you think is what you're going to become. If you're thinking that you're not going to have enough money, then you're not going to have enough money. If you're thinking that you're going to catch this virus, then you're going to catch this virus. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So he said that I'm going to keep you in perfect peace, but this is the part you got to play. You got to keep your mind on me, stayed on him, meaning that you're dependent on him. You're holding on to him. You're not allowing this crisis, this situation to take your peace, to take your mind off of him. For one, if you're born again, you have peace that the world can't take. Because that peace is on the inside of you and that peace is going to begin to stir up within you and you're going to feel that calmness and that quietness. But your mind got to stay on him. And and he gave me another verse of scripture to break down that stay on him. Psalms 112, 7 through 8. It says, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is firmly fixed, trusting, leaning on and being confident in the Lord. So you're not going to be afraid because guess what? Your mind, your heart is firmly fixed on him. You having confidence in him. You're leaning and dependent on him. It reminds me of the verse of scripture that says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. He say, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. So that means we're going to trust in him. We're going to commit our way unto him. And when we trust in him and commit our way unto him, guess what? Our thoughts are going to be established and he's going to bring it to pass. So we got to trust in him with all our heart. Lean not to our own understanding. Acknowledge him in all our ways. And guess what? He shall direct our paths. So during this crisis, we got to keep our mind on him to the point that we're firmly fixed. That means that we're firmly fixed, we're trusting, we're leaning, and we're confident in him. The Bible says, this is the confidence that I have in him. That, okay, let's go there. St. John 14. I want to go there and read the whole thing. First John, the fifth chapter. First John, the fifth chapter. Verses 14, I love this verse of scripture. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. He's talking to us that if we ask anything according to his will, he hear us. Let me say it again. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the boldness that we have in him. So you got to have confidence in him. You got to have assurance in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hear us. And if we know that he hear us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Did you hear this, that verse? And this is the confidence that we have in him. That whatsoever we ask according to his will. What are you asking according to his will? He said, if it's according to my will, his will is his word. The Bible says that he will do it. And if we know that he hear us because we're asking according to his will, we have the request that we have asked him. 
The Bible is our answer. The word of God is our answer in this crisis. And I advise the saints out there. I advise the ones that have been up in church saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. God got it. You know, his grace, his mercy is sufficient. All of this stuff that we saints are saying, now is your testing time. Now is the time to see where you are in him. See, we don't supposed to be getting with the world talking about what CNN is doing. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to know what CNN is saying, but we have to counteract what they're saying and say, no, it's not coming now my dwelling. No, it's not coming now my city. No, it's not coming nowhere that the soles of my feet shall tread. He said, I shall possess that land. So we need to be saying, no, everywhere that I go, it shall not come nigh. Because you're taking him with you. Jesus is in you. And everywhere that Jesus went, no matter what the situation was, guess what? He brought peace in the midst of that situation. And people were coming to Jesus because he had what they needed. Is the world coming to you, saints? Is the world coming to you? And are you giving them what they need in the time of this crisis? Or are y'all trying to share toilet tissue and hand sanitizer? <laughs> and that's okay. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that what the enemy want to do, he want to take your mind off of God. He want to take your mind off of Jesus. He don't want us to be fixed, trusting, leaning, and being confident in the Lord. And that next verse in Psalms 112, verse 8, it says, His heart is established and steady. He will not be afraid while he waits to see his, his desire established upon his adversaries. So this verse is telling us that our mind have to stay on him. Our mind have to stay on the word. When, when our mind stay on the word, it's because we trust in him. Because we're leaning, because we're dependent on him. And we're not dependent on waiting to see what's going to happen next in the world. So we already know that he said that in the world, we're going to have these things. These things are going to come in the world. And I'm telling you right now, you haven't seen nothing yet. You're seeing this um, virus, this crisis that's, that's popping his head, but it's a lot of things that's going to pop his head. That's going to pop up, um, you know, in the world. But what we have to do as saints is do what the word of God is saying. We have to remember what he's saying. In this world, you're going to have these things. You're going to have oppression. You're going to have affliction. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulation. But he said we're supposed to be of a good cheer. And people say, how can I be of a good cheer? When they telling me my job was shut down, how can I be of a good cheer when they telling me this stuff was going to come to my house? See, you don't know who you are because you should be rejoicing because you have the word already in you and the word will begin to stir up in you and say, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling for he have given his angels charge over me to keep me and guard me in all my ways. See, when you know him, when you know him, you know the word. And the Holy Spirit is going to bring the word back to your remembrance. Miracle Temple have been reminded on number of uh, numerous occasions that you need the word. Stay in your word. Because it's something coming upon the land that man cannot cure. We were warned this, what, over a year ago. And now here it is upon the land and people act like something new is upon the land. See, when God warns you, God always warns his people. He always prepare you for such times as this. How about the storm? There was a storm that came. 
and, and pinned the counter was tore up from the floor up. Some people are still not in their homes. Some people still don't have a place to stay. God warned about these things before they came to get us prepared. How was he telling us to get prepared? In the word. The word is what's going to keep you in the time of these crises. It reminded me in the Bible with Joseph and how Joseph's brothers, they treated him, you know, badly. And he was in the pit and we know that he overcame the pit. He went to prison, overcame the prison, but he went to the palace. God had a purpose for Joseph. He had a destiny for Joseph. And the thing is, God told Joseph what his purpose was. He said that, you know, they were going to be bowing down to Joseph. Joseph probably didn't know the whole thing. But God already told him what was going to happen and Joseph forewarned his family. They were jealous over Joseph because they say, you think we're going to bow down to you? Who do you think you are? But God was letting them know, I'm getting ready to put Joseph in a place. I'm going to say this. God took Joseph to the White House. (laughs) And when he put him in the White House, when the White House didn't know what to do, God opened a door by using Joseph to say, in the midst of this famine... We're going to have seven years of plenty and we're going to have seven years of lack. But God had a plan when the lack was going to come. See, all of us like the plenty, but we don't know what to do in the midst of lack. That's because we're not in the word the way we need to be. And I'm here to tell you, God is going to put someone in the White House. He's going to put someone amongst governing officials. He's going to put someone in these places with wisdom from above to say, this is what you need to be doing. He's going to change the hearts of those that are in position when they just say, you know what, God, they're going to fall to their knees and say, God, I don't know what to do. Just like Jehoshaphat, but my eyes are upon you. See, this is a time that God is saying, I want my people to pray. I want my people to seek my face. Then they will see healing upon the land. God is saying, I want to be exalted. I want to be glorified in this. Man don't get glory. It ain't man that's going to do this. It is God, y'all. So our hearts have to be turned towards God and not towards men. We need to start praying. We need to start decreeing and declaring because God is more powerful than anything that come upon this land. So why did Jesus walk amongst what was upon the land? Because he said, can't touch this. When it come upon Jesus, he said, stop, can't touch this. Because the price has already been paid for this. We have to understand that Jesus didn't die for nothing. Jesus died so we can live. Jesus died so we can have life and have it more abundantly. And the only way you're going to have it is through the word of God. And if you're not going to the word, you need to go to the word more than you're going to CNN. You need to go to the word more than you're going to the Lysol cans. You need to go to the word more than you're going to sanitizer. Because the blood of Jesus done killed every germ and every virus that's out there before they invented hand sanitizer, before they invented Lysol. Am I telling you not to use that? Definitely not. Because, see, we should have been using all these products. That's why you buy them from your home. To clean your home so to have that smell good up in there, right? And you never thought about all of this stuff. But when something pop up, what do we do? We do this, right, for precaution. But the more you get into him, the more you get into the word, you don't forget about the last song. You don't forget about it. Now, I'm not telling you not to clean your hands. 
by no means. Because you should have been washing your hands before Lysol come with soap. You know, I, I believe it's going back to the old days where you remember some people couldn't afford the Lysol or the sanitizer. They just used plain old soap. And some of them bought the dollar soap. That's all they could afford. And they still washed their hands, did they not? Sometimes we go back to where we've been to remind us of who we are. So today, saints, I'm reminding you of who you are now that you're in him. You got to keep your mind on him. The word of God is saying he will keep you in perfect peace, complete peace, wholeness, safety. He will keep you in health. He will keep you in safety. He will keep you in prosperity. He will keep you in a whole complete peace. But your mind got to stay on him. Now I can say this. If you're living with the windshield wiper. What am I saying? Living with the windshield wiper. Y'all know how on your cars now, those new cars, if a little bit of rain, Brother Willie, touch your windshield, that wiper come on. So if you live living with a windshield wiper, where every time they say something, they begin to wipe. <laughs> They're not quite where they need to be in the Lord. Don't knock them. Just begin to encourage them and pray for them because all of us have a place. All of us have not gotten to that place yet. So we want to encourage them in the Lord and let them know what the word of God says. But we don't want to beat them up because that's where they are. We don't want to beat nobody up. But if that's where they want to be, that's where they want to be. But we don't stop our confession of faith. We don't stop what we believe. Everybody, every saint is not in the same place. Every saint is not in the same place. So what we have to do, we can't allow them to take us out of place either. We have to keep doing what the word of God is telling us to do. And when I say we cannot be windshield wipers, we can't be of a double mind. We can't have two mindsets. Either we're going to have the mind of Christ or either we're going to have be carnally minded or we're going to be spiritually minded. Spiritually minded is life and peace. There go that peace again. Spiritually minded is life and peace. Carnally minded is what? Death. So if you have your five senses, it represents death. We do have our five senses, but we are spiritual beings, so we want to be spiritually minded. Then he reminded me of this verse of scripture in Philippians 4, 6 through 8. I don't know about y'all, but I love the word because the word is what brings us life. Philippians 4, 6 through 8, I'm reading out the expanded Bible, and it says, Do not worry. Be anxious about anything. Can you... Just imagine this verse of scripture. God used Paul to um, write this through the help of the Holy Spirit. And this is what they were saying. Do not worry. Be anxious about anything. When you would say that to somebody, they would look at you like you were crazy. When you say, do not worry, and they'll say, what you mean don't worry? What you mean don't be anxious? Don't you see what's going on? But being that you have that peace, because you're in him and he's in you, you're not worried. You're not anxious about anything. But this is what we're doing. But pray. But prayer, and ask God. But pray and ask God for everything you need, or make your request known to God. Always giving thanks. This is what we're supposed to do. We don't supposed to be careful. We don't supposed to be anxious. We don't supposed to be worried about anything. But through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we make our requests been known unto God. The first thing that we do not do is go into panic, go into worry, go into fear. We begin to go to God, making our requests made known unto God. 
and it said with thanksgiving. We begin to thank God just like we already have it. And this is what happens when we follow this verse of scripture. And God's peace, here we go again with peace, which is so great, we cannot understand it, transcend, suppress, suppress, suppresses all comprehension will keep guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus the type of peace that will be given to us when we're not anxious when we're not worried when we go into God and when we're thanking him for what we already have it says that we cannot comprehend it we cannot understand it why because it's far beyond the natural the kind of peace that he give us is not disturbed in the midst of a storm the kind of peace that he gives us, it brings us a calmness. It brings us an assurance. It brings us a restfulness. That's the kind of peace that will come to us when we're not anxious, when we're not worried. We can just sit down in our house and we can be still and know that he's still God. God reminded me, he said, I have not changed. He said, this world changes. He said, but I don't change. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. I change not. So no matter what this crisis is, God's word is not going to change. So when we go into the word of God and we take out a promise, we need to say, God, this word is not going to change in the midst of this crisis. God, you're going to be the same, so I'm going to stand on your word. I'm not going to stand on what's being said. God, even though they say they have all of these cases, even though they say this is going on, God, we forbid it over here in this state. We forbid it over there in the other states. We forbid it nationwide because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That virus stops now in the name of Jesus. And that's what we need to say. It does not have control over us. We have control over it. And this is what he said in Colossians 3, 2. Think only about, set your mind on, fix your thoughts on the things in heaven above, not the things of the earth. Let me say it again. Colossians 3, 2, I'm reading out the expanded Bible. Think only about, set your minds on, fix your thoughts on, your minds on, your thoughts on the things in heaven and not things of the earth. So you got to set your mind. You got to be the one that do that. When the enemy want to come in like a flood, we got to believe that the spirit of the living God is going to raise up what? A standard, even against him. Because when our mind is fixed, when we have confidence in him and not in ourselves, we can rest in the Lord. We can give people the assurance of what the word of God has already said. We're not moved. We're speaking to that mountain. We're not having doubt in our heart. We're telling that mountain, you will be moved in the name of Jesus. You cannot stay here because we don't have doubt even in our hearts. So we want to keep our minds set on things above and not things of this earth. These, this is for believers. What I'm giving is believers what they should be doing in this time of crisis. And what we need to be doing as well, turn off that TV. They're going to come back on and report. But turn off the TV and begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to go into your word. Begin to decree and declare. Don't let the enemy tell you, you better go out and get some toilet attention. They're going to take it all. You better go out and get some hand sanitizer. You're going to be locked up for this many a weeks and you ain't going to have no food. Let me tell you something. It reminded me in the book of Exodus when God rained down manna from heaven and as he rained down that manna from heaven, he was telling each family how much to take. 
And he said, you know, if you got a little family, this is how much you take for this family. If you got a big family, this is how much you take for this family. But he said, don't take no more than what you need. We got people out here raiding stores, Christian folks too, raiding stores trying to get hands full of stuff. But when it comes to the house of God, if we come in and we take the money for the kingdom and bring it into the house like we bring it into these stores, the kingdom will be free from debt. <laughs> they will be free from all of these things. We will be lenders and not borrowers. We will be above and not beneath. See, in times of crisis, it really shows you where people's hearts are. And the reason why I'm saying this is we're thinking on things above and not things of the earth. Things above is his kingdom. It's his way of doing. That's why he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things. And all of these things shall be added unto you. So we as saints, we have to know what to do in times of crisis. And we know because we have the word of God, this is why we stay in the word. We follow what the word is telling us and not what the world is telling us to do. We stand. And doing all, we stand. And that's what God wants us to do. And when we go back in the Old Testament, through their times of famine, through their times of, of plagues and everything that they were going through, guess what? The Egyptians was going through, but God's people were in Goshen. They were in a place of safety. They were in complete peace. And that's where God wants us to be saints of God, but not only us. He said he want all to come to the knowledge of the truth. He want all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It's not only about us. Just because you have accepted Jesus is some out there that are lost at this time. It's some out there that think that they're still okay. Come on, y'all. There's people out there, even in the midst of the crisis, hanging out in places they say don't hang out. It's still people out there getting drunk. It's still people out there cutting the fool. But today, I don't want you to be lost. We have an emergency and it's not the virus, it's lost souls. Because at the end of the day, we want to know where people go. And you got two destinations. You got heaven and you got hell. You got two roads. You got the wide road, you got the narrow road. The narrow road is what leads to eternal life. And we got so many people today still on the wide road. And God wants you to come to him. And that's what we need to be doing, saints. We need to be bringing people to Jesus Christ in this time of crisis and let them know that they can be safe in his arms. They can be protected through him. And this, God gave me this, Mark 4, 35 through 41. We're still talking about peace in the midst of the storm. This is what Jesus was telling his followers and his disciples. And the same day when the eve was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Oh, that verse just stuck out. And the reason why it did is because he said, let us pass over to the other side. Meaning that he was not sending them by themselves. So I'm telling you, saints of God, you're not by yourself. He is with you even in the midst of this crisis. He said, let us pass over to the other side. So he's given you a promise today to let you know you're going to get through this. You're going to pass over to the other side. The victory has already been won. Then he said, and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. So Jesus was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. 
And verse 37 said, there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. God said, this great storm that we're seeing is this virus. He said, and it's beaten upon people's lives. That ship, it was beaten upon the ship. The waves was hitting the ship and it was full. I'm going to ask you, what are you full of? Are you full of what the news is saying? Or are you full of what the word of God is saying? Because they say this is a great storm and they're making this as the great storm. They're making it be so great that people are panicking through all of this. But I like what the word of God said. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. Who sleeps during a storm? The people of God. The people of God are restful. They're calm. They're quiet because they can rest in him. Jesus was in the ship sleep. Why this great storm and these winds were blowing and the boat was filling up and they awake him and said unto him, Master, care not that we perish. I'm telling you today, saints, wake up the word in you. Wake up the word in you and begin to do what the word of God did, what Jesus did. And he arose. So the word of God, I'm, I want to wake up the word of God in you today. I want that word to wake up to the point of you begin to decree and declare outside of what you hear and outside of what you see. I want that word to be so awoke in you that it's drowning out what's coming up against you. And he arose and he rebuked the winds, rebuked this virus, tell this virus, it shall not come nigh you. And he said unto the sea, peace, there we go again, be still. So God is saying, peace, be still. We're telling that coronavirus, be still in the name of Jesus. We're telling that coronavirus, you die right now in the name of Jesus. We curse you at the root in the name of Jesus. Jesus arose. Come on, you got to let the word of God rise up in you. You got to begin to speak to whatever's upon this land. You got to begin to speak whatever's in your home. And you got to say, peace. Be still. Remember what that peace brings. That peace is going to bring wholeness. It's going to bring soundness. It's going to bring health. It's going to bring prosperity. If your bills are acting up, say, peace be still over my bills. Peace be still over my body. Peace be still over my family. And the wind ceased. And there was a great mm, calm. So I'm saying right now, even through this word, there's a great calm over Facebook. There's a great calm that's going through the land right now because God has sent his peace. And he said, be still in Jesus' name. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? So I want to say unto you today, why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Come on, we're saints. We're the body of Christ. Fear can't live here. He said, I didn't give you the spirit of fear, but I gave you the power of love and of a sound mind. This is what he said he has given us. So if he has given us this, then this is how we're supposed to operate. He said, fear thou not because I am with you. Be not dismayed because I am God. He said, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. With my righteous right hand. Come on, that's his promises. He said, fear has torment, y'all. And the world is being torment. The panic is the fear. The panic is over everything that people are saying. And people are watching and waiting. 
we should be watching and praying. Everything that they're saying, we should come in and counteract what they're saying. Because they're making this rat here, y'all, so real that people don't want to do nothing no more. Not even tune in to live. They'd rather turn on CNN. But I'm telling you, the only way you're going to live is through the word of God. And this is what happened. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, what manner of man is this? This is what people are going to say in the world. Y'all crazy folk. Y'all so holy, you don't even see what's going on. No, you don't see what's going on. When you know who you are and who you belong to, you know the word has already overcome it, overcome all of those things. That even the wind it obey him. So they were saying, what kind, come on, they were followers of him. They had been with him all of this time and they said, what, what manner of man is this? And this is some of the things that you're going to hear. As Christians, as as saints, people are going to call you crazy. They don't want to hear what you got to say. But I'm here to tell you that in the name of Jesus, every knee have to bow. Every tongue have to confess that he is Lord. Because I'm telling you, from the White House to your house, it's going to be some knees bowing. It's going to be some people really crying out to God. I come against pride right now in the name of Jesus and I lose humility. I come against pride from the White House to your house to everybody's house. And I bind it right now in the name of Jesus and I lose the humility of God. God says that if we humble ourselves up under the mighty hand of God, we will be exalted in due season. God want us in this time of this trial and this crisis. He want us to trust him. More than we're trusting man. He want us to come to him. And he want us to seek him with our whole heart. Y'all church, it is the time now for us to come together. All of this jealousy, all of this backbiting, all of this um, stealing members. People are saying, I don't know where my members are going at this time. If they don't belong to you actually. First of all, they belong to God. And we should be encouraging them at this time of crisis. They knew what church they were in. They knew what congregation they were in. And I want to encourage those that are even watching this broadcast. And you may not have, um, you know, the live or things that you can hear your um, pastor preaching or teaching or whatever. If you gave them tithes before this crisis, you need to send in those tithes to that church. Because the churches still have to go on. So we're helpers of one another. If you want to give a donation here, that's fine. But do not give your tithes here. Give your tithes to the church that you belong to. Even though you don't see them live, you want us to still support that church. Because I believe you're going to go back into that church. So we want to be supporters of one another. Miracle Temple is not coming on live to try to take money from other congregations. We're coming on live to keep our people and whoever don't have a church encouraged through the word of God. So I'm encouraging you today to let you know there's peace in the midst of the storm. And that peace, first of all, come through Jesus Christ. And that's the only way you're going to have that peace. So I'm opening up salvation right now to the lost because the Bible say now is the time of salvation. And I don't want to close out this broadcast without um, telling those that Jesus made the way. Jesus laid down his life. Why did he lay down his life? Because we couldn't do it. There was nobody on this earth that could die 
for our sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remissions of sins. So God had to come down here and he had to die on our behalf because the Bible said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And this is why the Bible tells us if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Christ died for our sins. He died, his death, burial, and resurrection. That's what we have to believe in. And if we believe in that and we confess it because it's coming from our heart, we can be saved. But the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. Now is your time of salvation. And we don't want to leave this broadcast without offering you the plan of salvation. Like I said, if you believe in your heart today that Christ paid the price for you because the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, and you believe it in your heart, you begin to confess it with your mouth. Now I want to say this. Do not confess it out of fear. Don't confess it because we're in a crisis. I want you to confess because you know you need him today. See, the standards, the laws, and all of this stuff that God put down for us to live by, we couldn't do it. This is why Christ had to come to fulfill the law. Because if anybody committed adultery, um, they broke the whole law. Because he said if you miss one, if you break one, you broke them all. So Christ came and he fulfilled everything that we could not fulfill to make us righteous in the eyes of God, to put us in right standing with God. The Bible said he who knew no sin became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God through him. And this is how we get to the Father through Jesus Christ because he met every standard. He met every law and command that needed to be met by our Father God. So today is your day of salvation. So let's um, start. I'm going to bring Apostle Cross up here to lead you into the prayer of salvation. And those that want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior through this prayer, we give God glory. Amen. Because the Bible said the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And we bind the hands of the enemy where he will blind the minds of the unbelievers today, keeping them from believing this glorious gospel. Apostle Cross. Amen. Just lift your hands and bow your heads today. And if you want to accept Christ into your life, now is the time. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every soul that is being drawn to you. And just repeat after me. Father God, Father God I accept you into my heart. I accept you into my heart. I give my life to you. I give my life. I believe that Jesus Christ died and he rose on the third day. I believe that Jesus Christ And I make confession of my mouth that I have accepted you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you have confessed that today, you are saved, you are born again, but that's not the end of it. Now, when we say born again, that means born from above. Not born of this earth. Not going back through your mother's womb like Nicodemus thought. Jesus said the only way you can see or enter the kingdom of God is you must be born again. That means born from above. So if you said yes to God today, You are part of the kingdom of God. You are an ambassador. You are a son. You are a daughter. You're no longer a servant. But you need to be taught the things of God. There's too many people that are living loosely when it comes to salvation because you think that you can be saved and still do like the world does. You don't understand salvation. See, it's a heart change. And when your heart truly changed, you don't want to do the things that you do. You cannot say, Lord, Lord, and get out there and shake your booty. No, you cannot do that. You either have to serve 
one God, you can't have two masters. You either serve light or you serve darkness. God is about light. The devil's about darkness. You can't serve them both. The enemy got people mixed up and tore up out there thinking that, oh, I'm saved, but you're still clubbing. Oh, I'm saved, but your mouth, your potty mouth ain't changed. Okay, that can happen over time where stuff slip out because your, you know, your mind ain't renewed. But keep going to clubs and keep doing what you're doing. You need to say, God, I need help. So the ones that's crying out for help, find you a teaching Bible-believing church that you can get taught the things of God and you will begin to grow in Christ because in him there is now no condemnation. So know we here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry love you with the love of God and I thank God for the opportunity to come to you live in a time such as this and as um, the Lord permits we're going to continually go live for our Clem and also for our Sunday services. So I'm going to turn it over for the announcements. And we're going to move forward with our tithes and our offerings. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, as Apostle said, Sunday morning, 11 o'clock. On Tuesdays, we have Clem School of Ministry at 7 p.m. You can log on through www.mtdm.org. Go to the broadcast or watch now link. Click on that, and that page will open up. You can also join us on Facebook uh, under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries. If you want to give today, you can, um, through Cash App, you can do uh, the dollar sign MTDM20. Go ahead and send your donations, your tithe and offering to that link, or you can go to the website, www.mtdm.org. Click on the donate button at the top of the page is one of the tabs, and you can scroll down and you will see uh, the different types of offering. You can tithe, you can give your offering, uh, you can tithe it into a building fund or what have you, or the uh, ministry of um, that we have here at the church. So go ahead and do your tithes, your offerings, Offerings, you're giving because God has got you. Amen. And if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior on this day through this broadcast, please let us know through um, our Facebook, through our um, mtdm.org. You know, leave us a message. Let us know so we can get you some material to help you, you know, grow in Christ. Amen. So we thank you again for joining us. We thank you. Um, for allowing us to come into your homes on today to give you the good news, to give you what God would have for us to give you on peace in the midst of the storm. Thank you for joining us. To God be the glory. Are we off? <laughs>